You're listening to Cinema Geekly Premium, premium podcast from premium people. Thanks for your support. Not a podcast, a Cinema Geekly Star Trek podcast. It's Anthony Lewis along with Aurora Bubaloo. Hello, Aurora. How are you doing? Good. I am so excited to talk about the next gen. Yes. Uh, I'm just biding time, waiting for <laughs> Fleet Admiral Ben Knight to beam his way in from his... Ah, there we go. <laughs> Did I miss anything? No, sir, not at all. Uh... <laughs> In fact, we are just about to discuss the first season of Star Trek: The Next Generation. How splendid! Uh, I can't. I'm super excited because this was my this was the show that made me fall in love with Star Trek. I uh, I, I was kind of a fan from like the fourth movie, uh, watching it, and I and I'd seen it like a bunch of times, but this is the first Star Trek show that I ever watched in earnest from beginning to end. Uh, mm-hmm. And it began uh, September 28th, 1987, this first season did. And the show was conceived, you know, weirdly enough, um, I thought the show would have been conceived after the fourth movie because that was such a successful film. But they were conceiving of putting the show on the air right about the same time as they were doing the fourth movie. So this was before they knew that The Voyage Home was going to be a hit, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess that sort of makes sense with the timing because I've told the story before about seeing the commercial for this show on the VHS copy yeah. of The Voyage Home. Um, <laughs> so I learned a few things in, in researching this season. One thing was that the original crew was not particularly happy about the idea of a new show because at right. first there was discussions about it may be existing in the same timeline as the original series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, some of the actors not really knowing a whole lot. Some people thought, uh, some people like uh, DeForest Kelly uh, was quoted as saying that there's only one Star Trek and that's ours, uh, which I think many people probably took to mean that there's never going to be any other good Star Trek series except for the original series. Didn't which stop is not what... taking the dollar though, did it? Right, which is not what I... I don't think... I don't think that's what he meant. Uh, I, I think he was kind of talking about... Like, if the idea was they're going to rebrand Star Trek for television and recast the characters, uh, people were, you know, people were concerned that it might be... Uh, that they might try to recast some of the characters or things like mm-hmm. that or replace them while they were off doing movies. Or maybe they thought they were too big of movie stars to go back into the TV show, that sort of thing. Uh, William Shatner thought uh, he was just against it to begin with. He thought that Star Trek would get oversaturated and that it could affect future uh, film projects. 
but eventually they decided to, to set things in the future. Most of the stuff that they put in the show Bible from the beginning made it into the show. Uh, a couple of things that didn't make it into the show uh, were was the idea of featuring the great-great-great-granddaughter of James T. Kirk uh, as part <laughs> of the cast. <laughs> Uh, that did not make it into the show. Apparently, the original designation of the ship was going to be the NCC-17017. Uh, they then decided they didn't want to do numbers. They wanted to do letters, at which point the ship was the NCC-1701G, which, Ben, correct me if I'm wrong here, is a number or a letter they have not yet reached in even the farthest flung video games yet, has it? Well, I mean, mm-hmm. didn't they... Uh, what was the f- What was the furthest future Enterprise that we saw? I know we've seen one in... In the show Enterprise, yeah, did they get to G? I don't think so. No. I mean, they're on um, in movie canon. They're on E. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm going to say I don't think they did. Yeah, it doesn't say at which point they decided to go with the letter D, but yeah, weirdly, weirdly enough, I. I think I would have been fine. I, I, I never would have paid any attention or cared about the 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 ship designation, but it would have been really weird to have like an ancestor of James Kirk on the ship. Yeah, glad they didn't go that route. I think that would have ended up being a mistake. <laughs> Instead, they put Wesley on there, and that turned out a okay. Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> yes. uh, it's it's the eighties version of shut up, Mac. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so. If you haven't listened to the show before, uh, we go through season by season of Star Trek, each one of us picking an episode to watch and talk about, and we also try to fit in some other Star Trek discussion as well. So the three episodes we picked, we're going to go in the order that the episodes appeared, not in the order of uh, the episodes uh, as we picked them. In fact, I don't even remember which order we went in now, uh, which is bad, because you'd think... I would have done some uh, some some work here. I don't even know who's supposed to to pick in what order at the end. So I think, I think it was. Uh, hang on, I've got the original note from when we did the show, so I probably got it on my desk. Some, well, it's somewhere on my desk, which means I think I think it's uh, Data Law Conspiracy Encounter at Farpoint. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I I definitely have the episode, but I have no idea. No, I think that was the order. Was it? Them in. Yeah, hmm. I think so. Okay. Um, okay. D- has have people uh, thought of episodes to pick from season two yet? Because if not, yes. Okay. I did, but I, I haven't. But I'm working on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's let's start in order then okay. of the episodes as they as they were listed, and I selected. The first episode, season one, episode one, Encounter at Farpoint, which technically, I guess, on Netflix is split up. Is it split up into two episodes on Netflix or is it no, one? No, no. It's in one. It's one. It yeah, aired as one. one. Some yeah. places they have split it into two. I think maybe some of uh, some other places they've split it into two. Uh, but uh, for the sake of uh, for the sake of the show, we're treating it as one whole episode. And, and even... Uh, even online, it's considered episodes one and two, but whatever. It's that's fine. Uh, if, if if for future reference, because this is where two parters started becoming more prevalent, 
if somebody wants to pick a two-parter, that is fine, so long as it is a two-parter that exists within a single season. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you're going to, if it's a two-parter that splits a season, you know, then you'll have to pick one and then pick the other when uh, when the time comes uh, for that sort of thing. I don't, I don't see that getting in the way, though. I, I can't see us not picking Best of Both Worlds Part 1 and Part 2, at least between the three of us. Uh, somebody will end up picking those episodes. So I'm not too worried about that. Uh, the Okay, so the original episode, Encounter at Farpoint, had aired September 28, 1987, uh, was written by Star Trek TOS alum DC Fontana and Gene Roddenberry himself. Oh boy, uh, where to begin with this episode? Uh, Hang on, let's just beam on board Basil Exposition. He'll help us. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> where, where to begin? Uh, there is, uh, the reason I mainly picked this episode is because I'm thinking far, far, far ahead into the future because this episode ties in so neatly and nicely with the finale of Star Trek The Next Generation. And I know that's going to be picked at some point in the in the in the distant future, and that's why I wanted uh, this episode mainly because we get the uh, the introduction of a character in this episode who, I mean, not just this episode and the last episode, but kind of throughout Next Gen, has a big presence, and that's Q, played by John Delancey. Uh, mm-hmm. The whole the whole episode is basically like a get to know the new crew episode. Uh, more or less, it's uh, you know Picard is kind of going through the ship, and then he runs into Data, and here's Data, and then he runs into a you know Troy, and yeah, who's Riker? Do you two know each other? Yes, <laughs> no, yes, we do. <laughs> uh, they do indeed know each other. Uh, well, Riker is on uh, is on Farpoint Station, right, along with mm-hmm. Doctor Crusher and Jordy LaForge. And shut up, Wesley. Uh, they're all on. Yes, and henceforth, that that will be what he is known by. <laughs> I think of the show. Um, but yeah, so they they are going to Farpoint Station to pick up uh, the the remainder of the crew, which is weird. Isn't that a weird way to like start a voyage? Like you it start is. you start it with like half the people. Yes, that's weird, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so they start with they start with half the crew, and they're going to pick up the rest. Uh, and I think that is is that when they run into Q for the first time, oh, like on, on the way bridge. there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and there's a there's a whole hullabaloo there, and they eventually escape by splitting the ship into two. Uh, I think they send like the saucer section or something uh, mm-hmm. to the planet. Which is well, one of those the, uh, great moments, isn't it, where I talk about, you know, Basil Exposition. It's the, yes. here's it, the new Enterprise. It was way too long. Yeah, it can do <laughs> this, especially accompanied by music. As Alex said, because I, I watched these through with Alex, and he mm-hmm. said, I'm so glad that they only did this a handful of times because this could easily have become one of those sequences, the set sequences that were so common in the 80s. That, yes. You know, you'd have the same bit of stock footage every time. <laughs> yes. It would have been horrible. I think they did reuse the shot a couple they of times did. maybe they as did. well. Yeah. Uh, so they they end up sort of escaping. They don't really know what to, to, to make of of Q. Uh, so the saucer section goes to Farpoint, the drive section stays behind, and they are essentially captured by Q, who is putting the humans on trial uh, for, for being a, a barbarous species. 
I guess, and uh, it's up to Picard and company to try to to show them that uh, they are not. Obviously, I think the whole point of this, especially with hindsight, is that he's just fascinated by them and wants to test them, mm-hmm. uh, is ultimately what it boils down to. And, of course, he grants them a chance to... Uh, to, to prove their to prove their metal or whatever, so they all meet up. The ship rejoins, uh, and everybody gets to meet everybody else. Ben's favorite scene about Riker and Troy uh, <laughs> happens at this point. <laughs> it was just the worst scene ever. <laughs> yeah. You two know each yeah. other, and then kind of like a cheesy '80s porn music starts playing Do in the background. I think is you on Riser. Is that was that was that a line? I don't remember that. It was uh, tele- well something like that. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Her- uh, line from her to him. Yeah. yeah. Mm, and who knows mm, whether he's not because he's an ignorant shit and didn't answer. Anyway. Um, yeah, he just kind of stared, right? Um, so anyway, they kind of find out that uh, Farpoint Station is not what it seems, and the uh, the guy in charge of it is not what he seems. And uh, they, what they ultimately end up determining is that Farpoint Station is, in fact, an alien creature. The whole station is a, a creature that can transform uh, energy into matter, I guess. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know. What would you say it is, Ben? Like a, a, a gigantic living transporter? Or a holodeck, kind of, maybe? Mm. Like it transforms well, energy into matter, but permanent matter. It made real matter, matter, didn't it? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's... It's like a better holodeck. That. Yeah. yeah. Which was a handy way of explaining how the holodeck works, of course, as well, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, So there's two of these aliens. One is the mate of the other. The other is trapped, of course, on the station, or is being trapped as the station. Uh, The Enterprise feeds it some energy. The creature escapes, and they hold tentacle hands, and then they fly off happily ever after. And one one was blue, one was pink. Because yes. even in space, at the far reaches of the galaxy, yeah. it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Yes, that's yes. Right. Way to go, Star Trek. Yes, and colors are gendered still. Yes, Absolutely. yes, that's true. Clearly, <laughs> although, one's a boy course, and one's a girl. The, the pink could have yeah. been the could have been the boy. Who knows? That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yes. Um... <laughs> I'm not sharing a bathroom with either of them. I, I think you guys have got issues with that. I don't know. Damn straight. <laughs> uh, space America. <laughs> and uh, so they, uh, so they, they, they float off in space uh, happily ever after. Q is moderately impressed, and uh, then Captain Picard looks looks at the monitor and says, "More exploration and episodes." And they and they warp off to the second episode. Uh, so yeah, it's not the best foot they could have stepped out with for no. an episode. <laughs> it's not the worst episode of Star Trek I've ever seen. Easy, so no, that's no, not even yeah, it's not even in that conversation. But for launching a new show, I'm not exactly sure this was the best foot to put forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know a lot of people are big Gene Roddenberry fans, and I am a fan of his in so much as that I'm happy that. He created this thing that I love and like, but this is very much a Gene Roddenberry episode, and it yeah, didn't really do a whole lot for me. Uh, but I like it in so much as that it allowed for all the other episodes that came later that I really liked to occur. Uh, so, 
yeah, that's mainly why I picked it. I picked it because it's the first, and it ties in with the last, and it leads to a lot of other goodness. I don't know. So, Aurora, you watched this. Uh, mm-hmm. What were your thoughts? How long has it been since you've seen this episode? So, yeah, it's been a very long time. Um, so, so long that I didn't even remember that there were big jellyfish in this mm-hmm. episode. <laughs> yes. Um, but I have to be honest, I fell asleep three times. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> When did you watch know. this too? Was this like a middle of the day thing and you fell asleep? It was very late at night. That oh, okay. might be why. But there was it's they could this... condensed it so much in so many parts. Like there were so yes. many parts that were just just people standing mm-hmm. doing nothing. <laughs> yes. Just that just that. Um and I also have before we move forward with the next generation, I have to confess something else. Mm-hmm. Um this show is one of my favorite shows of all time, yes. but it also has one of the characters that I hate the most. <gasps> Who is it? Uh-oh. And it's Troy. Ah. You know oh, what? I don't blame I, you. A lot oh, of people Marina. aren't big. I don't like her at all. I think she doesn't have any purpose. <laughs> Especially in this in this episode, you can see it. Like Every mm. time she uses her powers... Pain. Yeah. It's things that pain. you know already. Such yes. pain. Yeah. And yeah, you can see someone of, a number of other words for pain. Someone <laughs> someone should supercut that with, with Spock when he <laughs> met the giant lasagna creature. <laughs> pain <laughs> He was worse. Spock was worse. Joy. But she has she's got more to her repertoire. Joy. Such joy. Oh, that came yeah. And gratitude. Yeah. Gratitude. Mm, gratitude. Yes, Let's not yes. forget that. Yes. She really enunciated yes. all the T's and gratitude as well. I mean, you just saw two jellyfish hold hands. <laughs> it is pretty obvious that they're happy. I don't. Yeah, she was you basically don't need to be an empath to tell me. That. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I mean, if you want to talk about poorly written female characters, though, we haven't really had a chance to talk about Tasha Yar yet. Uh, oh, that yeah, yeah. this was this poor was Tasha. not a good season for her. She was. Mm. Wasn't talk about a character who. <laughs> they I mean it I guess I guess it I guess it worked out for the best because she had appearances later on in the show that were much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And had much more meaning and layer and character to them. Uh you know, the show is finding its feet. Uh they just yeah. they just yeah. hadn't found them yet. I still uh, like Tasha a bit way better than Troy. She didn't even <laughs> yeah. she didn't even make it out of the I mean she didn't poor Tasha Yar didn't even make it out of the first season. No. Not as yeah. Tasha Yar, no. Mm-hmm. No, um, she died by right near the end, by the twenty third episode. Killed by oily creature, yeah. skin of evil. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you admit, though, she was a, This is something that jumped out watching this episode. I'd kind of forgotten what a crap security officer she was. Yeah, yeah, she was. <laughs> Worf, she was not. No. no. She did no, not have a tactical no. mind, I think it's fair to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, Worf's tactical mind was essentially, let's shoot it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, at least he was thinking of, like, defending the ship. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't this episode that uh, Worf, at one point, points at the screen, and Captain Picard says, oh. are you, what, are you going to do, shoot at the screen? Yeah, that yes. is this episode, when Q appears yes. right at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He, yeah, he appears on the up. view. He, yeah, he appears on the view screen in space somehow right. or something. Oh, and he just points Wolf. his phaser, and he's like, "Come on, Worf." <laughs> I got, I got, I got to admit, stuff like that low led to some great zingers between yes. with from Q and Worf over the years. That's true. 
eat any good books lately? God, it was so, it was so good. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like way far ahead now. I'm just yeah, thinking yeah. to all of the, all of the one-liners that uh, that Q had. Um, it's hard not to talk about them now. My okay, I'm just going to go ahead and mention my favorite one is my, fa- my favorite one. Ben, you'll know this one. Uh, my favorite line from Q is from as is actually from his. Uh, I think it's his first appearance on Voyager. Oh, go on. Uh, where there's the other Q who wants to commit suicide. Yes. And they bring in some character witnesses on uh, on Q's behalf or whatever. People that he had uh, lives that uh, this other Q who wants to commit suicide has affected. And one of the people they bring in is Riker. And John Delancey's Q is talking about how... have. If this guy had not uh, interfered in some form or fashion, Will Riker wouldn't have existed, and he would have missed. I can't, I can't remember the line. It was something like he would have missed like four or five really good opportunities to like make fun of him or something like that. Uh, he's just fucking fantastic, and I, you know, the more I think about it, I'm happy I picked this episode because it introduces <laughs> this character that I love so much. Um, Outside of that, the I guess I should mention that I really enjoyed DeForest Kelly's cameo because mm-hmm. I love DeForest Kelly. They made him look fucking ancient. Yeah, yeah. Like he was hardly recognizable. Yep. But man, he was great. And I loved that little bit they had with Data, even though granted they didn't need it in this episode at all. This is one of the things I think they could have cut to make the episode shorter. Mm-hmm. But I did like it. I thought it, I thought it was really good. Um I don't know how well this episode would hold up, though. Like, I don't know if I'd want to introduce somebody to the show by showing them this episode. Yeah, no. Uh, even though it's the first. <laughs> and holy cow, Aurora, how about the, the getup they had all of the ladies wearing? Yeah. And I don't blame you for not liking Troy after looking at her outfit plus hair combination. <laughs> she looked like episode. she was going to a fucking roller disco. <laughs> right? Yes. This screamed 1987 is what this episode yes. did. Yeah. Holy but she cow. was the only one wearing that outfit. Like everybody else. Was she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tashiar had had like long pants on and mm-hmm. weirdness. Yeah. yeah, but you know, even whatever she can dress however <laughs> she wants. Just fix her personality. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's that's my problem. Or just give give her some purpose. Well, let's see if it's it. let's let's see if any of this gets. Uh, fixed when we move ahead to Ben's pick. It was season one, episode 13, called Data Lore. It aired on January 18th, 1998. And uh, this is where we were uh, introduced to, uh, I guess, the the alter, the mirror universe of Data, except not in the mirror universe. Uh, His, this was the, he was built first, right? Lore was. And he was a shit. Uh, yeah. So they. Uh, uh, no, so they it was because the, co- the colonists were jealous. Jealous <laughs> of how, yes, that's what... how human he was. <laughs> yeah, he was so good at being human. Yeah. Um, ben, do you want to do you want to run through the episode, or, or would you or would you rather I run through it? You know, you crack on. Go on. Okay. Okay. Uh, so uh, the Enterprise is on its way. Uh, for uh, some maintenance, because these big ships, I guess, are always on their way to Starbase or whatever for maintenance. And they arrive at the planet Omicron Theta, which is uh, the site of... Uh, this is where Data was found, right? 
Earth mm-hmm. created and found. Uh, the colony, uh, site of a vanished colony where the starship Tripoli originally founded, uh, or where the, the ship, the Tripoli ship is where they, the crew of the ship is those people found data. I am so tongue tied. <laughs> uh, the people on this ship found the robot man. There we go. That'll do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, when they got there, they also noticed that there was no trace of life anywhere. No people. No plants. There was nothing, not even in the soil samples, completely wiped off the face of the earth. Uh, and they go down there. They're doing some sciencey things. And they find <laughs> a hidden compartment. Did they find, like, a hidden cave? Like, yes. a hidden compartment in a rocks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, behind the, the sort of data altar, um, uh, Geordie spots. Which is weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like he's just laying on a stone slab. That's weird. Yeah, but there was a point to it. Um, oh sure, sure. And yeah, so they find a hidden door which uh, reveals um, an underground lab, laboratory. Lab, yeah. Well, not so yeah with lab, a, I guess. Yeah, with barracks and everything. There's there's beds and uh, equipment of of all kinds, and uh, they find stored away nice and neatly and completely separated piece by piece another android that looks exactly like data and uh, they i guess just assume that data is such a swell guy that we should just take this guy back up to the ship and reassemble him and two datas what what could go wrong I guess there? there's a whole lot of data on all these systems down here but let's not check any of that let's just take the robot <laughs> no. and get the funk out of here <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, look, they're like, we love data, and two of them, I mean, that's good. Yeah. Uh, so... Tasha, you're saying, I, I'm just doing a few more checks, but uh, you know what? No, let's just go. That'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Data's a cool dude. Head I of mean... security, you say? Yes, that's me. Oh, okay. That's yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they assemble him, and at first, everything kind of seems A-OK. Lore sort of is playing dumb. I think until he gets the uh, he gets the lay of the land, and uh, slowly but surely he starts acting like a dick, and nobody notices except except for Wesley. Shut up, Wesley. Except except for Wesley. <laughs> and this is the shut up Wesley episode, I think, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yes. I believe yes. it is. Yes. Uh, and uh, at some point, uh, evil lore takes the place of data. <gasps> And uh, although Lore has a facial tick. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they hadn't invented so... magnetic beards yet. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> he develops, so he develops a facial tick. And then when he has to try to convince people that he's really data, he's just like, I've been practicing Lore's facial tick. How is mm-hmm. it? How does it look, guys? And they're like, good, I guess. This isn't <laughs> suspicious behavior. And uh, basically, he continues to act like an evil dick that nobody nobody notices or pays any nobody. attention to any of this, except for Wesley, who then, in trying to explain this to Captain Picard, gets the famous, shut up, Wesley, to yeah. which Beverly responds, shut up, Wesley, like, how dare you say that to my son? And then Wesley starts to say some shit again, and then she says, shut up, Wesley. <laughs> and then, of course, Wesley. That, that was my favorite part. It's worth it that was for pretty, that alone. It was it? great. It was pretty great, uh, and then, uh, and then, of course, Wesley is one hundred percent right. Evil Data, aka Lore, is trying to bring the thing that killed 
everybody and everything on Omicron Theta to the Enterprise, the crystalline entity, a gigantic snowflake thingy in space, and uh, he wants to use it to, I guess, to to kill everybody because he's mm. evil. Yeah, no one really knows why. That's, yeah. that's the big, big problem with this episode. I know you may think there are more, mm-hmm. but that is... Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, on the planet, I get it. Because everybody hated him, and they disassembled him. Mm. And so he had a grudge against those people. Yeah. But these guys took him out of cold storage and put him back together and brought him back to life. Now he wants mm-hmm. to kill him? What for? Yeah. He's a dick. He's just, yeah, he he's just evil. <laughs> yeah, he's just evil. Uh... He, uh, Laura almost kills Dr. Crusher. She phasers him in her arm and her coat catches on fire and shit. Uh, Which is hilarious. Eventually, <laughs> yeah, event- yes. as she's running away, yes. yes. Uh, Data, though, has no qualms eventually being resuscitated, uh, has no qualms with beaming his brother into space where he is left to drift, I believe. Fuck you, brother. Yep, suck it. <laughs> and then he's off. Uh, and then everyone has a good laugh, and they're off to the next adventure. Uh, wasn't that weird? I guess it was, maybe we should have looked at the computers. And then Tasha, yeah, and, exactly. And then Tasha sort of face palms going, oh, my bad again. Son of a gun. It's all right, I've got a good plan involving a big puddle of oil that talks, don't worry. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> It's I'll redeem myself with this one. When, when uh, I picked this episode, I did say I was picking it partly because it was funny, and you got to admit it delivers yeah. on the comedy. It's so mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. Yes. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, nothing makes me giggle more, but also hate something more <laughs> than when a character is acting completely out of character, <laughs> uh, and no one seems to notice. Yeah. That nothing drives me crazier yeah. than like no one. No one can tell. Except like he's not acting like himself. He's not acting like himself at all. Eh, just ignore it. It's fine. Uh, it's, no, it's clear that something is going on here. How come no one has figured this out yet? But even mm-hmm. Picard figured. I mean, this is what I don't quite understand about the way that was written. Is that mm-hmm. Picard, who is by you know head and shoulders the best actor on this show? Um, yes. yes. The the sort of facial. Uh, he did some facial acting on that, didn't he? When um, mm. uh, when Data doesn't respond to his make it so instruction, yeah. And then it's after that that Wesley's going, uh, "Dude, there is something the fuck wrong with Data." <laughs> it's like, "No, shut up! I've I've noticed some things, but no, shut up, go away." Yeah, but seriously, here's a load of objective <laughs> things that you can assess that would demonstrate that. No, shut up, Wesley. This, yeah, this episode yes, would be yeah. much shorter if we listened to you, so shut up and go away. I presume <laughs> yes. that's what the conversation was. I don't know. I wasn't there. But, uh... Something along yeah. those lines, yes. <laughs> But what makes that even more funny is the fact that before that happened, um, they kind of like, uh, Lore is doing something, su- something suspicious, or I, I don't know if it was Data, and yeah. they send Wesley to discreetly yeah. see what he's doing. And like, what you first send Wesley to find out if he's, doing something wrong and then when he's trying to tell you he's doing something wrong you're like no shut up (laughs) does that make any sense it it makes no sense at all there is there is a reason why most of this episode doesn't really make a lot of sense and that's that that is this is this is not the story that was supposed to be i I think most people probably know this Mm -hmm. now but um this was originally supposed to be the episode in which they find 
um, a uh, a female android uh, still created by um, uh, by Dagonian Sin. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, they, they just decided. And so they they wrote a sort of vaguely sensible ish story, and you know that was going to be that. And it was an idea that he, you know this this female android was going to be Data's love interest, and then they just changed their mind at the last minute and wrote <laughs> this. You can see, you can almost see the bits where they've cut and pasted. <laughs> <laughs> what's the uh, so what's the what's the what's the feeling then Ben uh, the creation of lore did that lead to did that lead to like how do you feel about the other lore episodes of, of which I believe there are a couple more yeah um, well this this is did that lead well, to, was, did that ultimately lead to good episodes it led to better episodes um, mm-hmm. and lore is really a device by which we learn about data I mean that's yep. you know to mm-hmm. to, to be poncy about it for a minute that's what that's what the whole point of law is um and i think if we didn't have this kind of heavy exposition episode that that this is with the you know the over top over the top sort of stuff i'm not sure i'm not sure the later episodes would have been quite so enjoyable i think that's the thing about a lot of season one of tng it's that there is this heavy exposition on stuff i mean we get the sort of seeds of every aspect of everyone's character in the, you know, almost in the first half of the season. So, you know, Tasha yeah. Yar in in the the the, the, uh, the first episode in Farpoint. Even then, mm-hmm. you hear that she's got a dark, you know, uh, sort of a dark right. dark past right. and stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. So all of this stuff is put out there, and I think Law, if we just suddenly thrown him in and then tried to do the stuff that they did with him in later episodes, it wouldn't have worked as well. I think we needed to get this clumsy device mm-hmm. out there r- right away the same with crystalline entity i mean um the <laughs> refer to that like that's a name let's put a definite article in front of it the crystalline <laughs> yep. entity um <laughs> if we'd if we'd not encountered that now jumping straight into it in uh silicon avatar which is the other episode uh in i think mm-hmm. the fifth season maybe i believe so yeah. um would have seen would have seemed weird then too because you wouldn't have any idea why it is that Picard is trying to destroy it. Um, yes. to that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's strong for those reasons. It, it's got enough comedy that feels intentional. Um, yeah. It's got it's got an awesome soundtrack, actually. I mean, I know, Anthony, you're a, an audio geek for, 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 for this sort of stuff, <laughs> aren't you? And I, I just think the soundtrack to to this episode is probably one of the best in Star Trek history. It's It's pretty good. Yeah, um, I would agree. So yeah, I, I I enjoy it, and it's it's worth going back and seeing. And uh, yes, yeah, if you're one of those people like me who loves Brent Spinner as um, as Data, but finds the the man himself really quite irritating whenever you see him do anything else, um, <laughs> it is quite nice having him play Law, so you can watch him acting like a dick and feel totally fine about hating him. There you go. Um, all right, let's let's talk about Aurora's episode. Uh, she picked season one, episode twenty-five. So right near the end, the penultimate episode, "Conspiracy." It aired May 9th, nineteen eighty-eight. Great episode. Uh, this is a first, I think. This episode is kind of a sequel to an earlier episode, is it not? In a way, I the uh, uh, what's the season or what's the episode? I can't remember the name of the episode. Um, where these guys come aboard the ship and they're conducting 
Uh, oh, one. The, the reason you can't remember it is, is it not one zero zero one zero zero one? Is that is that what it was? The, I don't the, think the that's what it was. Was it? No, no. I don't think it was that one. I think it was like the the same guys come aboard the ship and they're conducting like interviews. Oh, is that, sorry, is that, different is that, thing. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's something wrong aboard the ship. And they're questioning some of the stuff they've done. And at the end of the day, they find out that there's nothing wrong at all. Like, uh, it's this idea oh, yeah. that there's something going on in Starfleet. I, I believe this is like a direct sequel to that episode. I just don't remember the name of the episode. Yeah, I don't remember. No, I don't. Uh, Coming of Age. There we go. Yeah, I've just found it. I think. Yeah. Um, Coming of Age is the episode. Yeah. So this is like a sequel to that kind of... Okay, so here's... Here's the episode. The Enterprise is going to a planet called Pacifica, which I'm guessing is a big watery planet, <laughs> based off of the name. Uh, when Captain Picard receives a highly confidential message from an old friend, Captain Walter Keel of is the USS really Horatio. Is confidential? Because everybody knows. Uh, well, I mean, it's... Yeah, it, I guess. It becomes, uh, becomes unconfidential really quickly, doesn't it? Really quickly, <laughs> Especially yes. as Alex points uh, out when he says, um, give my regards to Beverly. In the, literally, the sentence after he said, do not tell anyone about this, John Luke. Yes. Give my regards to Dr. Yes. Crafter. And Alex just went, what? Yeah. <laughs> and when you tell Beverly about all of this, let her know I said hi. <laughs> uh, so Captain Walter Keel of the USS Horatio um, he refuses to discuss his concerns, even though the frequency he is using is supposed to be a secure channel. Uh, he insists on a face-to-face -face meeting, so that is where they go. They go to a planet slash uh, old person's medicine called Ditalix B, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure is like a, a, some sort of medication for elderly people. You just need to take some more Ditalix B. Trouble getting up in the morning. <laughs> Try Ditalix B. <laughs> uh, so the crew discovers the Horatio and two other Federation ships there. Picard beams down alone where he meets with uh, Captain Keel and the other captains who are not named here at all. Um, I believe it's Captain Ricks and mm -hmm. Captain Trila Scott. Yes. The youngest person to make captain in Starfleet yeah. history. A character you really Take feel. Take that, Chris Pine. Perhaps go on and do something with. But they don't. <laughs> yeah, why would why no. would they go add that caveat if they weren't going to do anything? It's just Nothing. like you're the youngest captain to ever make captain. And she, Moving came, on. she seemed kind of cool as well. It's really sad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, they're like, there's something weird going on. I can't be specific about it, but I just, I don't know. It's like a gut feeling thing that there's weirdness happening. <laughs> and Picard's like, all right. <laughs> Uh, they they also question him, right? Uh, they're like, yeah. you know, I can't remember his questioning, but it was something along the lines of like, you know, when did who's my cousin's aunt's uh, sister's brother's former roommate? Dog. Yes. Yeah. How how many hairs are on my cat's left ear? <laughs> you don't have a cat. You have a dog. I was testing you. Yeah. How many hairs are on the dog's left ear? Um, I don't believe your no, bloody yes. conspiracy nonsense, though. Apparently. Yes. Uh, so anyway, Picard goes back to the ship and he spills the beans to everybody. Uh, he's like, group meeting, everyone. Some weird things are happening. Data, I need you to go do some data mining and whatnot and cross 
matrix things. Data, you're a less efficient computer than this giant one we've got on board with all the data already installed in it. Please use yes. an inefficient data transfer mechanism, i.e. the use of a video display uh, system of some sort, and a series of amusing questions between yourself and uh, the computer in order to arrive at a piece of information <laughs> that probably doesn't make any difference to the storyline. Make it yep. so. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, right, hang on a minute. Absolutely. So anyway. That doesn't sound like you. Law. <laughs> Is that you? <laughs> alkali, alkali. Say can't. <laughs> Use a word with a contraction in it. Oh, wow. Um, Sorry. Let's move on. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Foiled again. <laughs> but what do you? What do you guys think of my lore tick? I'm practicing it again. <laughs> Uh, they, so data data finds uh, that there's that there is indeed some weird uh, some weird assignments being made, some transfers, some weird fleet movements. Uh, everything seems a little strange, and this is enough to tick the boxes in Picard's head to say maybe we should go back to Earth and ask them if there's a problem, right? Because uh, if there is a problem, <laughs> they most certainly would tell us if there was. Uh, and uh, they they get back there, and uh, the old guy from the coming of age episode. I think it's Quinn. Admiral Quinn. He's awesome. Admiral mm-hmm. Quinn uh, comes aboard, and uh, he magically morphs into a younger man wearing a gray wig and beats up Commander Riker, <laughs> who is is or the is best. not the best. Riker. Yeah, who is or is not right. Again, uh, a man in the Alex, beard. Uh, again, Alex's observation, not mine, but when we were watching that fight, he just went, uh, I just went oh, that's that's neither of them in that scene then. And Alex just went, yeah. No. Do you know what? They really did rely on crappy transmission quality, didn't they? <laughs> they really did. I mean, look, I, I like, I, for, I, forgave, I forgave it in Space Seed. Like, the, in Space Seed, there's, uh, like, it's really bad in Space mm-hmm. Seed where Kirk fights Khan in the engine yeah. room. And there's a shot, especially like in the days of like the high definition transfers and whatnot. There's a shot, uh, like if you still frame it, it's Kirk, like right in. I mean, it's like from above and further away, but it doesn't matter now with like high def, uh, like a high def version of the episode. It, it the guy is facing the camera, and it's clearly not William Shatner at all, <laughs> and he's just face his face is on camera. And he was acting, I love and. It. And nobody, yeah, and this guy was acting. Uh, Sorry, can and- I just say, I'm being really unprofessional. I've got a, a, a tablet next to me that suddenly decided to turn on and go completely mental. So I'm just going to turn all was of that. I, yeah, off. was I was I hearing like was I hearing like droid sounds? Like what was like R two D two going on? We can't have that on this. Yeah, show. Um, yeah, they, they 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 just turned up with a, a whole carrier full of them and. It's all right. Got rid of them. We're good. We're good. Carry on. All right. Thank you. Uh, good. Get them out of here. Uh, so yeah, they uh, uh, they they sort of. I guess they eventually uh, subdue Quinn. Uh, I think it's Worf who eventually actually has to do. Yeah, it. what what was that? They call security and Worf and the Force. Would take forever to get there. <laughs> why why is he there? Well, this is this was before Jordy was made chief engineer. So and before Worf was, was like made a, chief of security as well. Right, right. So the, he, they were like jacks of all trade. They're just like, you go where we send you. <laughs> uh, and he's like, all right. How many people are on this ship? Uh, Why do we only ever see you? Yes. <laughs> How come? Uh, so they uh, they subdue him and they find like this little weird spiky thing sticking out of his neck. And uh, 
Picard, meanwhile, is down on the surface where basically everybody at the head of Starfleet has these weird spiky thingies sticking out of their neck. And Riker comes down as well, and he appears to have one as well. Dun, dun, dun. And they all start eating worms and stuff, and it's really gross. And Riker, before he he fakes them out real good, it looks like he's going to eat the worms. But then he doesn't, and then phasers a whole bunch of them. And then everybody's mouths open, and these weird-looking clay scorpion things come crawling out of their mouths. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, they sort of follow them to a room where the other guy from the coming-of-age episode, the guy who did all of the the interrogations, is sitting. And he swallows this thing, and uh, he's got like a big frog throat thing going on here. (laughs) And Riker and Picard... Remick, that's right. And Riker and Picard are all grossed out, and he's like, hey, man, why all the hostility? We just want peaceful coexistence. Delivered in this way. We just want peaceful coexistence. It's like, oh, yeah, yes, yes. Okay, Very non-threatening. Yeah. And then Picard and Riker are like, oh, okay. And then they all become friends, and then they skip off happily into the sunset. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Remick kind of gives away his evil intentions by... Uh, his eyebrow very menacingly <laughs> very menacingly yes uh he does like evil head turns and everything uh they whip out the phasers they shoot him and shoot him and shoot him and shoot him and his head explodes <laughs> and his chest rips open and then there's some gross ass looking thing that comes out of his Can chest I say, this was a whole bunch banned of- on bbc2 when it was first broadcast they had to broadcast an edited it- version some time later it creeped me. It creeped me out uh, as a as a younger person. Well, I was not used to seeing that in my Star Trek. Mm. And this thing comes out covered in blood and like dead scorpion thingies falling off of it, and it's like rah. And then and Riker and Picard number. look at each other. Oh, Spaceballs. Yes. Sorry, that I think that's Spaceballs. Yeah, yeah. I get confused. <laughs> uh, Picard and Riker look at each other, and then phaser it again, and it disintegrates. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "That was weird." Well, let's go back to the ship. And, <laughs> and they do. Uh, and uh, they note, however, that uh, they uh, before uh, before they had a chance to stop the Remick alien thingy, uh, it had sent a distress signal mm. or a signal of some sort to a distant mm-hmm. quadrant of the galaxy. The signal is thought to be a homing beacon. <laughs> and then... And then depending on how you want to construe or combine things, this either never had a payoff or it did have a payoff. We never never saw it again, right? No, not these aliens. Never. Uh, Never. So there there was never a direct payoff, but I have seen plenty. And Ben, I'm sure you've maybe heard of this. Somehow people have tried to tie this into the Borg thing as well. Like somehow they were sending a signal and either they were sending a signal to the Borg or... The Borg intercepted the signal, and that's what, and that's the thing that sent them. Or although there's very little um, to support that that I could find, I did I did look into that to see if I could, you know, draw of a course, clearer yes. line. But yeah, I think ultimately is what it, what it boiled down to was that they planned on doing more with this, and then decided to not do anything yeah. about it because <laughs> yes. they went mm, brain slugs. Uh, I think that'll be funnier if a cartoon series does that. At some point in the future, with a robot, <laughs> some with a, sort of an evil future Rama e show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there is there there's a there's an error in this program that that took me out of it, um, and it's a technical mm-hmm. error. 
and it annoyed me. Uh oh. Did you not? Uh, it's it's very annoying. I don't, I don't think I saw it. I don't. Maybe I didn't. Some see people it. have since tried to explain it as saying, "Oh no, this is a sort of it's it's a it's a joke between Riker and LaForge." Um, saying it's a space boom a... mic that appears in the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but as we know from Doctor Who, if it's in space and you're in space, it's just a boom mic. No, um, that's right. That's right. Uh, no, uh, Riker, when giving instructions to Geordie, who's at the helm, uh, tells him to. Mm-hmm. Uh, to travel somewhere or other at warp six, and yeah. LaForge's response is, "I sir, follow pulse." <laughs> now, really? Yep. I got to go back and see that. Now, That's pe- awesome. people have since said because I, I googled it immediately because I, well, because I've you know no life and. Um, yeah, basically a couple of people have said, well, yeah, maybe because they didn't want to go where they were going, and Riker says that, and LaForge is sarcastically saying, yeah, yeah, full impulse. Um, which does at least I make was it gonna, funny. I was, my, my first instinct was that it's somehow an inside joke between the two of them. Well, that's what people say. I think I'm going to try and yeah, yeah, find yeah. if they ever sort of have a similar reference later. I don't think they do, because otherwise people would have gone, uh, actually, this is referenced in such and such an episode, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I, it sounds it sounds to mm. me like they shot the scene where he's like warp six, uh, you know, engage, and then later on in the shoot they decided yeah. they wanted to add in something, and whoever it was who was supposedly in charge of continuity did not notice. I think you're being what Riker had said. Kind. I think they just <laughs> fucked up, <laughs> and then just left it yeah. in. Maybe Why not. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what happened. It's just he's just busting Riker's balls. Well, somebody else that's said, "Oh, maybe they have to travel to full impulse before they can go to warp." But we know that's not true. So. No, of course not. Uh, all right, Aurora, this was your episode. Uh, thoughts on on revisiting it? Well, I mean, I I picked this episode because I think I previously said how much I like awful horror movies, mm-hmm. and for me, this is a similar. This is very close. <laughs> uh, a, like a, a very bad horror movie, um, which is why I loved it. Um, yes. I love the guy exploding. That's great. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I didn't know that the phasers could do that, but mm. hey, you know. Yeah, on I the right setting. This one setting. <laughs> no, there's, everyone knows if you've ever had a look at a proper phaser, you've got stun, kill, head explode. Oh, and uh, and set yes. fire to outer jacket clothing. That's on that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pyroma- pyromaniac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The skin melted. <laughs> That's yeah. yeah it was like, it was very like Last Crusade or not Last yeah. Crusade, but um, uh, Raiders. Yeah. It's very mm-hmm. much Raiders, like when they opened the Ark and his face like melted, and then yeah. it exploded. <laughs> As I think that happens. Yeah, yeah. I'm sick yeah. of it happening, frankly. too much too much i say Um, and you know i like i said when we were discussing the original series one of my favorite things is watching um captain kirk fight and kick mm -hmm. and i had a glimpse of that in this episode Riker. (laughs) it was so great that was one motherfucker of a roundhouse kick from admiral quinn though wasn't it It was yes. very flexible. That was for impressive. A man. He's age. bendy. He's like Madonna. He can kiss his own ass from both directions. I was very impressed. That's <laughs> all that uh, Dytelix B he's taking, I think. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so I think what we're saying as a whole is the first season of the show uh, was not... They didn't look... I don't think they found their footing until the third season. Uh, mm-hmm. The first couple of seasons are rough. I don't think either of us... I don't think any of us picked the worst episodes from this season at all. Uh, I mean, you could point to the second episode, which was literally a direct ripoff of an original series episode. Uh, the Naked Now, which is a direct ripoff of The Naked Time, uh, where they everybody on the crew catches a crazy disease, and instead of Sulu fencing, uh, you've got uh, mm-hmm. Tasha trying to bone everybody on yeah. the on the ship, and successfully does so with Data as well. We, that's something. That's talk about some exposition, yeah. Ben. We learn how fully equipped Data is, <laughs> which they referenced uh, to handle any. And all I mean, they made a reference to it in the very first episode. They then referenced it again in the second episode, and then again in uh, Data Law. They're obsessed with Robocock. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are indeed. Uh, I mean, there's the fourth episode was really bad. Code of Honor, which has the not stereotypical at all race of black people. Uh, not even a tiny bit stereotypical in that, that episode whatsoever. Episode to watch as well. If you, I don't know if you've watched it recently, yeah. but oh, it's not a nice episode to watch now. And how they're bad guys for wanting the white woman, stuff like that. Uh, uh, wrong. Nobody likes that episode, by the way, in the cast and crew. Like they just, they've all looked back at that and were like, "What the fuck were we smoking?" Uh, so that one's not really popular. Uh, Justice. The one where Wesley gets a death sentence for stepping on a flower. And they say, I enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I think it's great for uh, having to see young Will Wheaton uh, try to perform, something he himself has, has readily made fun of over the years. I'm in Starfleet. We don't lie. <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, solid actor. Uh, you know, there's stuff like that. Uh uh, the, the the big goodbye was fun. I don't know why none of us picked that. That was kind of fun, yeah, wasn't it? That's a good episode. Yeah, that's kind of fun. <laughs> but that's uh, the problem. Is it, it's, that's why I said kind it's of genuinely quite a good episode. So we wouldn't have had anywhere near as much fun covering it. That's true. <laughs> right. Uh, I even enjoyed the neutral zone, uh, which was my second pick, episode. which was the the season yeah. finale as well, where they have the uh, the people from the past that they unfreeze and. They re-encounter mm-hmm. the Romulans for the first time. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, so. That's the that's the first so, season, I think. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go in this. Uh, well, Ben arranges the. Uh, well, Ben arranges uh, all of the. Uh, ready to go, baby. Uh, the Etsy yeah. stuff. Uh, the picking order, I think, is going to be. Uh, we'll just go with. Ben, Aurora, and myself. I don't know what the picking order was last time. Uh, so Ben picks first, Aurora picks second, I'll pick third. Uh, and while you're pulling up the Etsy mm-hmm. stuff, uh, I've already we've already heard Ben's thoughts on this, Aurora. I was wondering if I could uh, get any of your thoughts on this, if, you, if you've seen them. Uh, the, uh, the second trailer for Star Trek Beyond, mm-hmm. uh, did you check that out? And, and what did not you think? Not yet. You have not, not seen it. You should. No. Did you see the Beastie Boys one, the first trailer for it, uh, where they played Sabotage the whole time? Cause... Yeah, that it, that it had nothing? <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. So the, se- the, second, the second trailer is out. You should watch it because I think Ben and I both agree that it definitely oh gives gosh. a much better representation of the movie. Okay, okay, good. It definitely seems a lot better than what the first trailer was portraying it as. 
Um, I still don't think that. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I I think you've said that you've enjoyed the first two J.J. Abrams movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll probably enjoy this one. I I don't think for, I know. There's people out there holding out hope that they're going to make a movie not like the first two J.J. movies. Mm-hmm. I don't think those people are going to like the movie. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to be very much in line with those first two movies. So if people didn't like those, they're probably not going to like this one. But you should watch the second trailer. It's pretty good. It's definitely an improvement over the first one. Uh, And it actually increased my interest in seeing it. Uh, Because at first I felt really weird having watching that first one and uh, feeling like empty inside afterwards, which is not what (laughs) a Star Trek trailer is not supposed to do to me at all. And it felt so weird and strange. Um, this was this was better and increased my my interest in seeing it. I mean, uh, if I'm being honest, it doesn't matter what happens. I'm gonna see it. Anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, fine. You give me you know monochrome Darth Maul uh, female version <laughs> and a load of you know Fast and Furious in space. Uh, but we're gonna see it anyway, aren't we? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> of course. I mean, I have to. Like, I'm. I've I got like to, a okay. weird. Uh, I'm weirdly compelled. To see Star Trek stuff, so I'm definitely going to see it for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Ben, uh, shall we play a round of the uh, the how much is a Star Trek thing on Etsy or eBay? Oh, okay, sorry, I was getting the episode ready. Um, okay, yep. So oh, I haven't done this in a while. Okay, so this these are all Etsy this uh, this uh, this time around, and uh, the way we do it is we uh, go through various items available on Etsy. Uh, I think the currency. Oh, I've got all the currencies in um, GBP for some reason today. Sorry about that. Um, it adds an extra dimension, mm-hmm. though. Why not? And I will read you the descriptions exactly as they're written, except if they're boring, in which case I'll skip over the detail. And we start okay, uh, with the first one. Now, it's close to my heart this week uh, for reasons that... Wait, do we have the uh, do we have the soundboard up for oh, correct and well, incorrect uh, answers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, we will if I stop knocking things. It's very noisy at my end uh, today, I have to say. Um, <laughs> right, okay. So, uh, yeah, we're good to go. Um, okay. I don't know why. Random to all oh, That's hands. hailing frequencies. Yeah, okay, so the first item is this. Modern Cat Cross-Stitch Kit Star Trek Cats by Jenny Parks. Needlecraft Kit. All right. <clears throat> and the pictures. So is this a is, is this a Star Trek cat? This is made out of yarn. Well, let's let's find out. Uh, Gecko Rouge are proud to announce that we've teamed up with Jenny Parks Copyright to bring you delightful modern cross stitch kits. Blah blah blah. Dimensions. Actually, you probably need those. Fourteen count is twenty six by seventeen inches. Uh, the other sizes are twenty by thirteen, fourteen by nine. With this professionally packed pack. pack try again with this professionally packed cross stitch kit you'll receive the following full glossy color cover for reference a black and white pattern pre-sorted dmc stranded cotton on thread cards with extra length uh uh and some other shit i said i'd skip forward if it was various other shit um <laughs> oh, wait, okay, so wait, these are cross stitch. These kits are cross stitch for wits, which is quite hard to say. So you're paying you're paying to do the craft. Y- yes, you're not paying for the craft. You're paying, you're for, paying the, for the, the material the joy to make, to make this. Now, what I'm not sure about yes. is hang on, let me see. How many do you actually get? Um I I think you get all 
Oh, okay, I see. Right. The pictures make a little bit more sense now. So this is a cross-stitch image. This description is terrible. A cross-stitch image of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven um, cats wearing uh, Starfleet uniforms with quite impressive detail, it has to be said, um, against a uh, a starfield. All right. Um, uh, That's a lot of cat. That's a lot lot of cross-stitch. That's a lot of, you know, not leaving the house when you probably should be. Um, it's Indeed. it's a little bit mental healthy, but we're all mindful these days. So, um, <laughs> we're all responsible aren't we? adults, uh, aren't we? Just except this person, <laughs> uh, and I'm going to give you the the lowest price of these. I think is probably fair, which is the 25 count um, DMC MG one by one. I don't know what that means. It, I'm giving you that one. I don't know. Um, okay. Should we start the Should we start the bidding? Because I don't know what the crap the answer is to this. I just want to show you the photographs of it. <laughs> so All right, Ben, you uh, you 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 pick who goes um, first. Well, I think Aurora because we haven't had uh, this for a little while. <sighs> Kit. I mean, I, yeah, I'm having a hard time. <laughs> You're not looking at it. I'm having a really hard time. You know... <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, I can't picture someone spending a lot of money no. for something that you're going to have to work <laughs> to get it. It ships from the UK. <laughs> but then again, that, that's... that's. Uh, oh. Are we doing American dollars um, as well? Yeah, yeah. hang on. Let, are we doing well, British pounds? Well, this is pounds? in British pounds, so let me just convert it to dollars. Hopefully I can do that by just removing UK from this string here. Uh, okay. That's still in pounds. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. So come on then. Let's um, <clears throat> let's be having you. Give us a price, okay. Aurora. Shoot for the stars. <laughs> One hundred twenty-five dollars. Wow! Holy moly! One twenty-five. All right. I don't think it's going to be that. Okay. I don't think it's going to be that much. Okay. I'm going to say. Hmm, I'm going to say fifty. You guys really, you know, you want to pay to do cross-stitching, don't you, huh? Okay, well, here's the thing. So, (laughs) hang on. Okay, right. Okay, I was just doing a little bit of maths there. Uh, Yeah, I know you wouldn't think I'd have to with those, would you? But apparently I do. So, uh, Aurora, you said 125. uh, Computer? Oh, no. Uh, Anthony, you said it's $50. Of course. <laughs> it is 70 US dollars. And I nice. don't know why. I'm now going to send you $70. I'm going to send you an image of this. Uh here we go. Why? Um it's, it should be in the little mumble server there. If you can see that. Um is this yep. not adorable? Holy moly. <laughs> you like that? Wow! Oh, paint, paint, paint the listener a, yeah. a, a picture with your with your words. My computer, my computer is being really slow. Okay, Anthony, so... you 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 have a, a picture painted with words. I believe this is the whole thing that yeah, you would you be... go first because my computer is being really slow. It's keeping in suspense. <laughs> I do believe this would be the entire picture, right? It's not individual <laughs> things. I think it's the whole picture. <laughs> you see my confusion. The the description is crap. It appears to be. It appears to all be original series. Cats. Yeah, I know. I know. Cat Kirk guess. when I see him. Yeah, yeah. Cat Kirk, Cat Spock, Cat Scotty, Cat Uhura, Cat McCoy, Cat Sulu, Cat Chekhov. I want to know how you got um, Sulu and Chekhov from those two pictures. But all right. 
Yeah, well, I mean, clearly Sulu and Chekhov are in the bottom. Yeah, but right. are they, how do you know which ones Aurora's which? Is on the bottom left. What, 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 what's really bothering me? Oh, I can't actually. I can't tell which is which. <laughs> uh, I just know that there's two gold uniforms at the bottom. What's really weird is that they put Scotty in between Kirk and Spock instead of McCoy mm. Cat, which McCoy is really Cat. weird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like why, why would Scotty Cat be in between Kirk and Spock? <laughs> Actually, the only really truly recognizable one would be the Spock Cat <laughs> because it is. it is the cat with the largest ears. Yeah. Um, it it looks like something that would be in a crazy person's house <laughs> hanging on a wall. And I'm ordering mine now. Um, rush me <laughs> mine uh, because. Yeah. People will be able to. People will be able to see this. I'll put links to all of these uh, on the page when we post. I'll the say this: um, one of the main reasons I like this this week is that I encountered a tiny little kitten that was in search of a home um, this weekend, and it is the spitting. I saw. Yeah, it's the spitting image of um, uh, Bones Cat. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Cat, Cat McCoy. McCoy. Cat McCoy. That's better. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cute. Have you named the cat yet? He's got a not, name. It's not Although, yes, Cat McCoy. Oh. You know, Cat McCoy. I'm going to write this down because I'm going to phone them and let them know that that really is probably what his name should be. Uh, no, he's yeah. he's at a, a vet's. He was taken in there and they tried to palm him off on ah. us. Uh, right, well, we're going to ho- head in a different direction now, a completely different direction, uh, for item number two, which is Star Trek uniform style course. I just, I just want to say yep. something first. Go ahead. Okay. You didn't say anything. <laughs> Did you guys yeah. hear me? Oh, yeah, we can hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just my computer is acting, acting weird. Okay. okay. I just want to say before we move to the next one that the one that we saw, there's a thousand people that reviewed it. Oh, good God, there are. A thousand yeah. and one. Yeah. And it's five stars. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm being harsh, yes. really. That's what we're saying. <laughs> so a thousand people, you know. Clearly, this is excellent work, <laughs> and we are just being jerks. Are you saying a thousand people a like A thousand this? people can't be right. Well, actually, I don't know. I think we both have <laughs> political systems that suggest otherwise. Uh, <laughs> True. Uh, well, well the, I'll give you a little spoiler for what's coming up. We may be revisiting um, uh, animal versions of Star Trek characters in a little while. But before we get to it, I think it's time for a little bit of sexy time. Uh, and what better way than this oh. item? Star Trek uniform style corset, any size. <laughs> Which oh. I hadn't really noticed that before, but all right. Um, although I notice only Ooh. for women. God, it's 2016, mm. people. <clears throat> Star Trek uniform. Ben may in fact want I, That's yes. something that no yeah, one, yeah. no one wants. Uh, Star Trek uniform <laughs> style corset, geek Trekkie costume. I'm just reading what it says. <laughs> Made with polyester outer and two linings, ensued lining in strong corset coutille. These are obviously words that I don't know. Zip up front, full adjustable lacing at back with modesty panel. Oh, there ain't no modesty in this, Uh, sweetie. Uh, Modesty panel? Um, Full steel boning. I think that might be a serving (laughs) suggestion. I'm not sure. Uh, Please note, corset does not come with any communicator, logo, or badge. Uh, looks much better with proper recula- re- replica, as seen on the photograph here. And hmm. I, well, it, it does add something to it. I'll give them that. Um, you should order it, incidentally, uh, two to four inches smaller than your natural waist measurement, because what is um, what is a corset without pain? So, yes, <laughs> this is special. Um, 
without breathing. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes. this this is this is magical. Um, the, 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 again, it's one that's it's got it's made it into this uh, competition because of the photograph, which is somebody who is wearing this on a Star Trek set. Spoilers there a little bit, <laughs> but I'm I'm quite impressed. I wonder maybe this it's got Diana Troy written all over it, but it's sort of Star Trek meets Rocky mm. Horror. So. Uh, let's let's oh start goodness. the bidding, shall we? Um, because you've arrived on a rather special night. Um, let's start with uh, with Anthony, please. Uh, well, I'm going to put my expertise as a frequent studier. Of course, it's to use. Uh, I have no fucking idea. Uh, <laughs> Not sure what the standard corset goes for in your local clothing shop. Uh, not sure if they actually sell corsets in clothing shops anymore. Uh, I'm figuring this is like mostly an <laughs> online thing by and large, but we'll see. Uh, I like that he's showing his working here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually literally my brain is trying to think of something that doesn't sound like <laughs> an insultingly stupid price. Like, what is this guy? He clearly knows nothing. Uh, I clearly know nothing. I'm going to say $70. $70. Okay. Aurora. I should say uh, 252 reviews and uh, an average of four and a half. So it's, this is a serious uh... bit of um, something. <laughs> a serious yeah, bit of something. I mean, <laughs> have I you mean, ever even contemplated a corset before? Like it is to hand make. I wore one for my prom. Mm. I'm guessing it. Do you know so what? You may have a better I, idea I than me. I think it might have been nicer than this one. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so price. Um, I'm going to say. I'm going to say $100. Okay, well, uh, this one I don't need to think so much about the maths for, let me tell you. Um, okay, so, uh, Aurora, you said $100, and technically... Yeah, I'm afraid... Oh, wow, congratulations. Yeah, well, you, you say that. Yeah. <laughs> There's no winners here, let me tell you. Um <laughs> I'll send you the link. The correct answer is two hundred and ninety-seven dollars. Uh, and when you see wow. it, I think you'll see why. Don't forget, it doesn't come with that badge that she's wearing. <gasps> that's that's just that. It's, I can't quite see a modesty panel in this picture, but um, <laughs> but this is she sat no in the panel. captain's chair of uh, the first Enterprise, wearing this uh, with blue hair, except her roots are not blue. Um, that was catching no. for me, wasn't it? Uh, but there it you was. go. Do we think that's do we think that's worth two hundred ninety-seven bucks? <laughs> oh, that's not a nice noise, dude. I mean, stop looking at that picture and making that no. noise. No, not cool. <laughs> not cool. Mm, uh, uh, yeah. No, I would say I would I would say not, but I would be I would say not, but I would I would not be the one wearing it. So I don't know. No, Aurora, would no. you pay that much to wear that? <laughs> no. Oh no, wait, no, no, that no. was a long pause nope. there, Aurora. That's a negative. 
there something you want to tell us? I think I'm having a lagging issue. I think I'm having a lag. <laughs> no, I, no, no. I think Aurora is definitely. No, got there's like a, a lagging issue with. Yeah, there's like a slight lagging. Lag issue. Well, that could be fun. Um, all right. Okay, right. Let's move on to the third item, and then I'll tell you the two items that didn't make the cut, as we always like to do a little bit of that as well. Uh, so the third item is this. Yep. <clears throat> I promised we'd return to it. Star Trek pigs, character pigs, Star Trek gift for animal lover. To boldly go where no pig has gone before. Standing approximately two inches high, these little pigs come gift boxed and ready to go. Please note, can be purchased separately if required at beep each. Just contact me with the character required. As uh, as that was a bit weird. Uh, as they are designed as ornaments and contain small parts, they're not suitable for very young children. Uh, this is an item coming from the oh god, it's another one of ours. It's coming from the UK. Uh, handmade item made out of uh, felt, buttons, beads, and card. So shite, basically. Um, it has <laughs> sixty-seven reviews. And an average of five stars. So I say shite, but some people apparently like shite. Clearly uh, not. Do you know, I'm looking at them, and they're really cute and adorable and lovely. And <laughs> I, I don't want them, but someone someone might. But might. if they wanted them, sure. what price would they have to pay? Uh, let's start, then, with Aurora, I think. Uh, yes, Aurora for this one. Forty, 40 bucks. bucks. I hear your forty bucks. Did you discuss what these pigs are I made did. out of? Let me of. remind you: uh, felt, buttons, beads, cards, and the tears of children, presumably. <laughs> uh, let's go. <laughs> with... This is tense because it's one all this time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. Aurora said fifty. Uh, forty bucks. She said. 40, 40. Uh, let's, I'm going to say 25. 25, that's interesting, that's interesting. So, um, I'm going, I'm going under. Yeah. And you said uh, 25. I did. Oh no, Aurora said uh, 40, so of course... Uh, that's correct. The correct answer is $89.99, so hey. $90. Um, Holy cow. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at them now. Nothing cheap. No, nothing today. cheap. Um, and these wow. these aren't actually the most expensive items I went for. Uh, there you go. There's a link to those. I think these are kind of cool. I like these. Well, cool is the wrong word entirely, but they're all right. No, they're they? cute. I, th- I think they're kind yeah. of cute. Um, they're a bit weird, and I don't know why mm-hmm. they exist. But then, I don't know why so many things exist. <laughs> there, there is a they do. There's Superman, the Supergirl as well. There I see. Uh, Batman. I like. I like that the name of this Etsy store is Thingamabig. Yeah. Um. There's like a there's a little captain. There's like a little captain. There America is. There's a Scarlet O'Hara and Rhett Butler pig. A little Friar Tuck wow. pig. Uh, Melinda the Messenger, not to be confused with Melinda Messenger. <laughs> um, I mean, these are. What do we think of these? I I, I like them. Aurora, they're cute. Yeah. Are they worth ninety hmm. bucks? 
No. <laughs> they're cute. Yeah, I like them. Okay. <laughs> they're okay. cute. Uh, well, not worth the money. As always. <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're way too expensive. Way too expensive. Yeah, as always, the links for all of the items featured in the Etsy uh, game will be available on the show notes. The two items that did not make it, sadly, to this game, uh, one of them which would have set you back uh, £1,800, so that's uh, $2,046,000 probably. I don't know how much that is. Um, is uh, the <laughs> give you the description only? Star Trek Mister Spock brackets zombie close brackets sculpture collectible, uh, which is possibly one of the most holy yeah, one cow. Of the most terrifying things I have ever fucking seen. Um, that is nasty, and I think those may be real. Oh, good god! <laughs> Materials: resin, real hair, real eyebrows, real real terrifying. eyes. And eyelashes. Ew. I do not want to know what the fuck that means. <laughs> and I'm going to guess no, real teeth. No, 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 no. They look damn real to me. Wow. Uh, this product should, may... Should we flag I was about to say, this guy? I think, <laughs> I think, do you remember House of Wax? Um, <laughs> this has just got a little touch of House of Wax about it. And the guy looks kind of creepy. Um, so there's... Yeah, that thing that happened. Crikey, I should have perhaps checked this one out before I gave you it. Uh, listeners, you really, really—I know we said before you need to check out the pictures. This one, you really do need to go and follow the link and check this shit out. Uh, and the other thing was simply this: really um, a tribble, because they're lovely. <laughs> uh, declared oh. mortal enemies of the Empire by the Klingons, these furry little creatures seek refuge with you. Starfleet have forbidden transport of these palm-sized fellas, meaning they're stuck here on Earth and looking for a home. Warning, do not feed the Tribbles. They are born pregnant and feeding them may induce labor. Uh, another warning, keep Tribbles away from Klingons. They do not like Klingons. Tribbles not actually pregnant and cannot really be fed. Tribbles do not make a noise. Keep away from fire and flame, not toys. <laughs> <laughs> Does they put that so, <laughs> yep. disclaimer in there? I like the fact you registered my disclaimer. So good. Uh, go on, for amusement <laughs> value, how much for a Tribble? Uh, Don't ask what it's made of, because it's obviously made out of Tribble, obviously. Are they actually calling it a Tribble? Like, isn't isn't there some sort of, like, uh, some sort of trademark infringement going on here? Technically, I think it's people trafficking, isn't it? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They gotta be, I mean, it's just little balls of fur, isn't it? (laughs) 20, 25 bucks for a Tribble? Crikey. Aurora, go on for amusement value. I figured they would gouge you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I have a, I have you a, have a dribble. Um, and I paid 20 <gasps> bucks for it. You so. were done. This is seven bucks. and a half dollars or thereabouts. It's five pounds, so it's about seven and a half dollars, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, here's, here's a little link That's to it. That's not bad. Uh, there yeah. you go. So there you go. That concludes our Etsy game for another episode. And the um, the winner this week, is, or this week, this episode, is Aurora. Okay, this, this dribble looks like just they put Donald Trump's hair and took a picture. Yay! Well, how do you know that? That isn't actually just a tribble on his head. It could be. <laughs> Trump's trouble with tribbles. Holy oh, that episode. Like... Trump's yeah. trouble with tribbles. Planted yes. there by the evil Bo uh, uh... Yes. <laughs> All right. So before we go, before we get going, uh, do we remember the order uh, that I selected? Was it Aurora first? Or Ben first? Ben, uh, I think you said me first, but because uh, I've written it down in one space on here, but I'm easy. Uh, whoever wants to go. I think it was Ben first. Okay. Ben, uh, we are now selecting episodes for the next 
episode of this podcast where we're going to discuss okay. Star Trek The Next Generation Season well, 2. And Ben, your selection. I, I, I'm predictable as hell, I'm afraid. Episode 16, of course. Q who we meet. Ah, Q. He mm-hmm. flings the Enterprise 7,000 light years beyond Federation space and introduces them to the deadly Ooh. Borg. Um, okay, Aurora, your selection for season two of Next Gen. I'm going to pick um, episode two, I believe, um, is where silence has leaves. Ah, yes. The Enterprise becomes trapped in a spatial phenomenon. Here they are subjected to unusual experiments by the whims of a being unlike any they have encountered before. Uh, I nearly went into Picard mode there. It's a Mm -hmm. good thing that I did not. Uh, I am, because this is a season, I, I think I may hate this season more than I hate the first season. Because I am not a big fan of Dr. Pulaski. Yeah, me either. At all. Um, so anytime mm-hmm. I... Uh, and I mean, obviously we'll discuss it when it comes up. So any episode I pick, she's going to be in. So I'm just going to go ahead and have some fun and pick the episode right after Aurora's episode three, Elementary Dear oh, the worst Data. episode ever. <laughs> after Lieutenant Commander Data easily solves an ordinary Sherlock Holmes <laughs> holodeck mystery... LaForge asks the computer to make a Holmes villain capable of defeating him. The resultant uh, Professor Moriarty soon becomes far more powerful than anyone expected. It's amazing. Worst man. episode it's amazing. of anything ever. Do you know what? <laughs> Manhunt is a better episode than this. <laughs> Manhunt, yeah. come on. No way. With the yep. fish guys? With the yep. fish terrorists? The terrorist yep. fish? And Loxana <laughs> getting her jiggy on. But, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, no, way that, <laughs> no, Elementary Deer Data is not, not as bad as that episode. Uh, <laughs> Alright, uh, that's a wrap for this week's episode. However, uh, we're going to come back next time. Hopefully with Ben Aurora and myself, and we will be discussing season two of Star Trek The Next Generation. Mm-hmm.